Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Dr. Duvern Ramaya on the line um, to tell us a little bit more. Dr. Ramaya, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning, uh, Nikki. Great to be on. Thank you for having me. Oh, we really appreciate your time. Listen, it must have been incredibly stressful um, to have had to close your doors from April now till June. Um, and where have you been in the interim? Yeah, it, it was incredibly difficult. Uh, you know, obviously, Charlotte is the biggest uh, radiation oncology unit in the in the country. And overnight, we had we had uh, to basically move, try to try to move our patients across to to another unit, um, and there obviously was not enough um, uh, sort of space for them for them at other units. In addition to the to all the technical uh, difficulties with moving patients in the middle of radiation treatments uh, to other units. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really been fabulous that we've been able to get this as the first unit up and running again at Charlotte. Um, you know, there, there have been things that are not ideal, such as break in, treat, in patients, uh, radiation treatments, etc. Um, but yeah, you know, at least we're, we're, we're back and we're up and running again. So that's a good point, doctor. So what happens when there is a break in treatment? Um, because the treatment is planned. Um, you know, it's very specific as to how many times you go and for what period of time. So, so what happened to those patients when the, 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 the treatment was interrupted? You know, like we tell all our patients at the start, uh, radiation treatments should, once they started, they should be then continued as prescribed. And any deviations from, from those treatments can have a negative effect on, the, on, on prognosis. Um, when there is an unscheduled break for whatever reason, and it does happen, you know, occasionally during treatment, sometimes patients become unwell, they get sick, et cetera, something like COVID, et cetera, you know, which means that uh, there is an unscheduled break for some reason. The radiation oncologists and the medical physicists would then work together to find a, a way of compensating for that break in the treatment, either by increasing the number of radiation fractions, increasing the dose per radiation treatment, et cetera. But yeah, you know, no matter how, how much you actually try and recalculate to get it equivalent to what the treatment was initially, um, it's never really perfect. Um, so, you know, with the patients that did have breaks, the doctors have attempted to sort of recalculate their treatments. To compensate for the for the break in treatment, and that's basically what what's happened. Which is why it's such a huge relief that they've opened that department again, um, Doctor. I, I, it's true, or rather, I should say, is it true um, that um, the the Charlotte Care is the only hospital in the public sector in Johannesburg to have a radiation department? Yes, that is correct. The only the only other state um, radiation oncology unit in Swateng is uh, at Steve Beaker academic hospital which is in Pretoria so Charlotte is the is is the only one in Johannesburg and in the country it's by far the busiest uh, in the country as well wow so when the hospital closed its doors how did how did you conduct that kind of treatment were you moving machinery what what did you have to do no so so the linear accelerators uh, which are the machines to treat patients with radiation are effectively, you know, they, I wouldn't say they're unmovable. You, you can move them, but it's a long process to actually do it. It would never be able to be done in a short, in a short space of time because obviously it needs uh, to be commissioned, uh, decommissioned, recommissioned, radiation safety certificates, et cetera. 
effectively what we had to do uh, was try and find space um, at Steve Beaker who, who, who are also fairly stretched with uh, resources. So, you know, I had to work together with the head of department at Steve Beaker to try and prioritize patients. Um, you know, and they were they were great. I must say the the, the radiation oncology department was from Steve Biko was excellent. They accommodated us, and we worked together to try and prioritize which patients um, you know absolutely had to uh, start on treatment. Um, and that's effectively the way we did it. Once we got access back into Charlotte, we tried to uh, contact patients, and uh, we had to triage them to see who needed uh, to start the most urgently, and we moved them across to Steve Biko. And then there was the whole question of um, actually transferring the radiation plans across because radiation plans are incredibly complex and are designed for the for the unit that the patient is being treated on. So we had to uh, make sure that the treatments were being uh, delivered correctly at Steve Biko, et cetera. But yeah, we, we, we uh, absolutely did that. Um, it was a mammoth task to actually get it done. Well, I think that you're all incredible. I mean, that is hugely challenging and to be able to, you know, try your best under these circumstances and continue. I mean, really kudos to all of you and your department and everyone else who was involved. But moving forward, um, Dr. Amaya, how are you? I believe you're not taking in patients. I mean, you know, you're not admitting patients. So it's only our patients you're dealing with at the moment. And for how long do you think that'll last? So we're lucky in that in that usually radiation oncology, the majority of our patients are treated as outpatients. So I would say about 90% or upwards of more than 90% of our patients are usually ambulant and are able to come in for, for treatment on a, on a daily basis and usually don't need to stay in. But we do, of course, have patients that are sometimes immobile, um, you know, or for some reason are medically unwell or develop some sort of illness during treatment. And then they do need to... Um, to get treatment in uh, in hospital. So at the moment, what we're doing for patients that are emergent and do need admission to hospital, they um, we are treating them. Uh, we, we're getting their our sister hospitals to admit them and transport them into Charlotte each day because currently there are no wards um, open at Charlotte. Mm. And are you taking new patients, um, doctor, or are you only dealing with uh, existing patients, out patients, of course? So for this week, we are treating our patients that are uh, that that are known to us, and mm-hmm. um, you know we've seen before, and we're calling them in for to start their radiation treatment. Um, what we're going, to, what at the same time we are uh, having meetings with our various referral doctors, such as the gynecologist from from Chris Harney Barrett Hospital, etc. They usually discuss the new patients that they've diagnosed with cancer. We have a discussion as to what the best uh, treatment going forward is. And if those patients need radiation, we normally book them on on our list. So we are conducting that with various uh, of our referring hospitals. It's it's very uncommon for patients to just um, sort of walk into, you know, we we don't get walk-in patients as such. Most of our patients are diagnosed with the cancer by another specialist unit and then are then referred to radiation oncology, usually with a... um, uh, after you know, a consultation or a multidisciplinary meeting and a decision, a joint decision on treatment. Well, I thank you very much, Doctor, for coming onto the show, for explaining, you know, what the current circumstances are, what, 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 you know, hopefully things will change soon and more departments at the hospital will be opening up as well. But just thank you so much for your time and for your incredible efforts over the last few months to keep treatment going. We do appreciate it and uh, take care and look after yourself. Have a great day. 
Thanks very much, Nikki. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.